0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We're live for another day of 2022 and some significant updates. Some of them are rather hilarious. I don't know what it means or what it portends for 2022 and the rest of crypto land, but I find it rather comical and I want to share these stories with you because you should find them funny as well. Before I get into that, I promised you I would give you an update on this whole pumping, you know, the deep secret society, pumping cryptos, yes. I want to give you an update because I went through this experience and unfortunately, what I saw them do, it didn't achieve what they said they were going to do and I would consider it a failure. They did get some pump out of it, but it was not what they expected and I would blame the way that they presented this thing. So, I misread what they were presenting as the pump this time. I read it as it was going to be a coin on the Binance chain. Turns out it was not a coin on the Binance chain, it was actually a coin that is only traded on binance.com now i suspect that because of that decision that's the reason why it wasn't as successful as it could have been because if you remember what i said for united states investors we don't have access to binance.com at all you cannot you could do vpn and try to trick it but once you start needing to do the kyc which you have to do in order to do most of the investing you're going to get caught So there has been no way for anybody in the United States to have bought in on this. They estimated a 500% pump off of this activity, and they only got like a 70%. Well, duh, you locked out all the United States investors because of your choice, which should have been a coin traded on anywhere, everywhere, as opposed to this one that was here. Like if you wanted to really pump some coins that were more viable and more accessible, why aren't you doing things like Tron? that's been sitting there and it has an extremely low price point and you could have skyrocketed that guy because it's everywhere. You can get Tron on every exchange at this point. Do something like that or do Cardano or something else. Why are we not doing those coins that are more accessible? So the ones that got in, they were only doing a single pair, which was this totally obscure coin I've never even heard of before. Doesn't seem to have much utility and they were only paired with the Bitcoin, which I don't hold Bitcoin by choice but i was able to trade in get some bitcoin and i'm ready to go and then i'm doing searches and i'm like what i've never even heard of this coin and it's not on any of my exchanges turns out it's only on finance.com and two others that nobody even knows or care about so it's like okay i guess that made sense if you're trying to remain obscure but why are we why are we targeting a coin that's this obscure instead of one that's well known but just not as not doesn't have the same volume but still has the same price potential price movement potential like i would want them to target something like a cardano or a tron or an algorand one of those other coins that are true coins but they're everywhere they're ubiquitous that didn't happen as a result i watched the price movement and i it was like the as jim Cornette would call it a popcorn fart as in It just was up a little bit, and then it would go down and up a little bit. It was nowhere near the previous pumps that I saw, and I directly attribute this to them choosing the Binance.com exchange for what they were doing rather than doing what I thought they were going to do, which was choose a Binance Smart Chain token or coin that it doesn't matter. So now that means we're going to be waiting probably another two weeks, three weeks before we get any announcement of another one. And then it's probably going to be another Ethereum because they saw this was a popcorn fart and they don't understand that it had to do with Binance.com, not the token chosen. Although the token chosen was obscure. If that token had been on other exchanges, it wouldn't have been a problem, I submit. Anyhow, so that didn't go off well. I did get the data I wanted and it's a legit thing, but I suspect that US traders, based on this exercise, are the vast majority of who are doing these pumps, who are in this secret society. It's going to be People from the united states not from overseas because anybody else can pretty much go to binance.com i think the uk is having some issues with it but generally speaking anybody who's in america we're, we're stuck so get into our tokens today there are some very interesting happenings i want to do a secondary update on kishimoto kishimoto's having some major communication issues right now they are now doing a poll. Of, and pretty much it's going to be, it's, it's like popular vote. Basically, every Ethereum voter wants to burn the tokens that are remaining. And they're not going to distribute to anybody who was on Phantom, Avalanche, or Binance, as was promised a couple times. I think that puts a bad eye on the Kishimoto project because their communication simply isn't in sync. And I think that's going to harm the long-term potential because I don't think they understand. I don't think it's ego. I think they just aren't talking to each other. They're not getting in a room and saying, get our message straight. And it seems like the admins are not, like the developers are kind of behind the scenes and they're not directly up front like they should be. So they're giving a message and then it's like that whole game back in school, you know, where you whisper something to somebody and go around in a circle and by the time it comes back to you, it's a completely different message. That's what it seems like is happening here. That's going to harm this token. I can guarantee you that it will and I hope that they get their act together. But as a result of this chaos, I did actually sell roughly half, not half, but probably about two-thirds of my bag of Kishimoto and I put it into a different project which I'm going to be talking about today as an underdog token because it came literally out of nowhere and it's part of the comedy of my story that I'm going to tell but if anybody in Kishimoto is listening I'm I am a serious investor I do believe in the strong communication outlet and I think you need to practice what you preach as Barry White used to say You need to hold firm and get on the same page get everybody in the room including the devs and get one message and if ultimately that message is not the right answer for all your investors then you need to adjust the message so that it makes sense for at least 80 percent of them i don't think that's happening here that's their decision i still have a bag it's pretty pretty decent bag it's a larger bag in terms of tokens than my than any other token that i own but it's small, it's infinitesimal now compared to other tokens that I'm trading, so in terms of fiat. So that's what that is on Kishimoto. Now, Cold Bank. I covered Cold Bank before, and if you remember, I said that they have this kind of elaborate strategy it looks like they're doing as far as how they do the tokenomics, and it's very intriguing, but there's no white paper and there's stuff missing. They they worked on getting a white paper out there, and it looks like they were doing stuff. Well, recently, apparently, they had one of their moderators and, I'll do this as a feedback point to any token developer, admin, whatever out there that's listening to this. What I'm starting to see a pattern of is that the developers are not the ones who are administering and, and moderating their various social media platforms. They'll just recruit somebody and pay them. I think that's a bad idea. Unless that person has a direct line of sight, I'm talking physically, to the developers to where they can easily get quick turnaround on problems. To me, I think your admins and your moderators need to be at some level involved with the development. They don't have to be raw coding every day, but they have to be at some level involved, whether that's a project manager or a business analyst or some level of engagement with the developers so that you can mitigate what I'm seeing and what happened with Bank. Apparently, one of their mods went rogue, tried to sabotage the project, tried to spread some FUD from internal and was deleting all their important messages. They're called pinned so they caught this, and now they're trying to clean up, but the token's already suffered as a result. It's it's already taken the harm. And I did call out that I saw just missing, fund- certain fundamentals were just missing, and it seemed like they hadn't really thought this through, and you need to get a strong foundation before you go forward. This is the kind of thing that I was kind of afraid would happen. And to their credit, they have been trying to communicate. They have been trying to recover, but a lot of people are, are now sketchy about it, so... That's Bank. If you remember, I covered that one. Go back and listen to that episode for my coverage on that one. They are having some issues. They are trying to fix it. It's not a rug pull as defined at this point. It just seems like they made bad choices in who they have moderating their different forums. And it appears like it might be specific to Telegram, but also um, perhaps some other forums. They're calling out Telegram, but I suspect it's other places as well. Now, I want to cover my hilarity. The, the comedy that's been happening, and it's truly comedy. I want to start with mentioning my underdog token for the day. And then I'm going to round out with the token I covered before and, and do an update on that one. And the reason I'm doing that order is because there's a, an important relevance to it. The token I'm going to cover, these this is run by a guy. And he they've done an audit through Desert Finance. And I read the documents, and it seems like a solid project and the tokenomics are basic they're not your advanced tokenomics there's no reflections Uh, there is somewhat of a burn but it's not like the enhanced burn it's kind of a singular burn and then possibly transactional burns at some point later and their mission is directly uh, it was funny how they put it our goal is to basically do what SHIB failed to do that's that's what drives them and I, I respect that because they're at least they know and they understand that there is a better way to have done the same thing SHIB did, but just do it better. And I've called that out on a couple of these projects, right? So they're not doing the burn mechanic. The burn mechanic would have been nice, but when you hear the rest of the tokenomics, I think you'll understand why they didn't, probably didn't do the burn mechanic. But that was their message. We want to do what SHIB failed to do. They went into pretty methodical detail and there's a white paper, and there's a there, again. They went through an audit and they've done due diligence and they've done a lot of different things. It's updated now on CoinMarketCap as far as the data. They're working on the logo, so they're moving it forward. And it, it literally just launched, I want to say, end of December. So it hasn't been around very long, just like with ParaEmu, which is the one I'm going to talk about later, and certain others that are spinning up for the new year. It's, it's raw new but it came out of nowhere, and they just went through methodical detail to get all this stuff done. But they also said, you know, hey, I was a SHIB investor. I watched, you know, with them, and i called out, right, sending half the inventory to this idiot, Vitalik. He called it a mistake. I called it a short-sighted thing just because it helped the token, true, but I think that it set a bad precedent for other ENU tokens to just try to do the same thing, which is what ultimately screwed over ID, which has never recovered from that. That chaos by the way so he's calling out that that bad decision there just was reckless as he put it that's his term reckless and he says he wants to show how tokens should be governed and managed well this caught my eye and i was very intrigued to see that there was somebody who stepped up and just said you know hey look i want to figure out how to do this how do i make this happen how do i get this to the point where I can show this can be successful, and this can be da, da 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 da. And I was very, I was enticed by his message. He has a LinkedIn inside the dessert Finance document. Went straight to his page. He's in engineering. He's going for his masters, and he's set up other projects, including Infinity Token, which I've not covered. So he's got some skin in the game, and it looks like he put some of his own money in. And there's there's a lot of interesting appeal to this. Well, the name of the tokens called Antis Inu, Antis, A-N-T-I-S, Inu. It's on the Binance Smart Chain. I'm going to go through a methodical list of why I think this token was done brilliantly. It appears legitimate. You need to do some research and just make sure that it's logical for you. And even given what I saw, I still wouldn't YOLO into it at this point. However, I think it's, it's made all the right decisions if it's legitimate, in order to make this thing so-called go to the moon. So being on the Binance Smart Chain right away, you've gotten away from the nonsense of gas fees. There's a limitation just because it's harder to get BNB, but it's not impossible, especially if you're in the United States and you're listening to this and you've never been on BNB. KuCoin, i found, is the easiest way to get it with very low minimums and easy to do it, but you can get BNB pretty much everywhere. You can get it from HotBitch, you can get it from KuCoin, you can get it from LBank, you can get it from Gate.io, everywhere except Coinbase. If you got past the stupidity that is Binance US's KYC, then you can get BNB there, but I I will never recommend them. Um, I just think Binance US is garbage. KuCoin is my current top. If you're not into BNB and you want to get into it, KuCoin is my top. They're just easy to deal with. Fast, slick. I just I like everything about them, and then Gate.io will be my second, and then probably Hotbit will be my third, and then LBank will be my fourth for BNB to just get the BNB token through the Binance smart chain is what I'm saying, because when you want to buy a token like this, you're going to need the BNB token that's going to be your gas, but it's significantly cheaper. Unlike with Ethereum, where your gas is anywhere from sometimes twenty to thirty dollars all the way up to hundreds of dollars, Binance might be anywhere from 17 cents up to maybe six or ten dollars like it's it's not even close and so you don't need to invest as much money in order to do the trading the downside is that there's not as many people on the binance smart chain today this will change and i assure you it will change because of the whole gas situation and eth2o being repeatedly delayed things like binance things like phantom avalanche and so on are starting to gain steam they're starting to take over and get up in the forefront so i honestly do believe that we're gonna see with this one, Antis, that because they made the choice to be on Binance, they're going to automatically entice people who know enough to get into Binance already. So let's say that's the 80%, they already knew about Binance, they were already bought in, your larger builds, you know, investors, let's go ahead and do those first, then let's entice all the rest of them. So that was number one, getting on a chain that doesn't have egregious gas fees. Number two, it had a constrained inventory when it launched of 100 billion, of which it looks like they burned half of it or locked half of it. it looks like they locked half of it so you're already dealing with an extremely constrained inventory of 50 billion okay so that's going to add some that scarcity aspect right that's going to add strong price movement so one Binance two constrained inventory three if you remember what I gave on the Zeta Reality update I talked about the fact that they basically just picked random addresses from the blockchain and they sent all these, all these out to people. Well, that's, that's what Antis did. They said, we're going to send one coin to every single current SHIB holder. And if you know the numbers, SHIB has over a million holders today. Now, whether they're active or they're dead wallets or whatever is irrelevant because sending one coin to each and every address that holds SHIB, which is a million addresses, means you automatically have a million holders on the Antis side. When you have a certain number of holders or greater, the exchanges are looking at you and saying, that's who we want because you have the holder counts that meet the minimum to the point that this group, they're getting reach outs from Coinsbit, which is another exchange saying, hey, we want to get you on here. They didn't have to go chase them. The exchanges went after them. That's huge. That's huge. That means that, hey, look, we got we want to smoke with these guys we see they're popular we see it spike and we see it's going up we want to get in on this thing that's huge that they're able to do that just by way of the basic tokenomics like we're not talking anything other than hey we just want to have the conversation and get you on and we don't have to we the token developers don't have to chase them down but because they gave one coin to every single shipholder, and because they I locked half the inventory and it looks like a burn. It doesn't look like a lock to me, but they locked out half the inventory. And because it's on the Binance Smart Chain, so you got those three alone automatically when they launched this dude, it started skyrocketing. It started jumping. And I'm talking jumping, jumping like nothing I've ever seen before. Even Para Inu wasn't anywhere near as solid and strong as the level of jumps that this one's taken. It's up 43% as of when I record this, but. I want to put, the, put some numbers into that. If I were to take the percentage basis of what I put into it versus where it is now and I put some raw numbers against this deal, it essentially has doubled overnight. So I'm, I'm trying to give you without giving my specific dollar amount on this one because I don't know where it's going to go. So what I did is I just bought as many coins as if it were to hit a dollar I'd be satisfied with is what i did and then if i see that it continually grows like right now it still has three zeros on front of it and it's really on strong target to drop another zero then i might drop a little bit more in there to get you know hundreds of thousands because at that point i could then you know duplicate 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 multiply for now i said i toss a little bit of money at it watch the price movement see how it all pans out and if it turns out turns out but so far it's been just jump and jump and skyrocketing like absolute nuts again, higher than even par Inu's performance over time. And the curious thing, and the funny part that I was mentioning is the messaging of just we're going after Shib, we're going to show you how it's done, we're going to show you how we get price movement, and our target is a dollar. So that's they said we want to hit a dollar. If we go greater higher grade but we're targeting to get a dollar and we should be able to get every single ship holder up to that point. Now I want to contradict a little bit of what they're doing because there's a little bit in the so-called basic cryptonomics that I think he's missing the point on. It's not that it's not that he's specifically wrong, but I think there's a couple of things that he doesn't understand. Before I get into that, let me talk about some of the tokenomics, the basic tokenomics that he's got here. So there are a few mechanics where they're trying to lock out whales, a max wallet size of 3%, max transaction of 0.5%. Based on the price movements I've seen and the buy-sell behavior I see on Dex tools, I take that to mean 3% of the total pool and then transaction will be 0.5. If it's 3% of the total pool and we assume that it's $50 as a total supply, so that's my assumption, I could be wrong, could be off the fiat but i'm assuming it's off the total supply you're still a pretty good amount of money that somebody could use to tank the token however i've watched many of the buys and the sells and there have been some massive some whales i've seen those and i have not seen any significance in the price movements downward anytime there's been a dip and there's only been to date one that was relevant directly relevant it's been completely destroyed each and every time routing upward because there's a lot more strong buy behavior than sell behavior, which means that the people that were bought into the SHIB side were somehow made aware of this. And if you remember, I said that if you were on Trust Wallet, you weren't seeing that token by default. Alpha Wallet, I believe, does show it. Coinbase Wallet, I believe, does show it, but Trust Wallet does not. Well, that means that the vast majority of people who hold SHIB would have to be. These have to be private wallets. That's number one. That means these are people that are not holding it in like Coinbase or any of the exchanges, unless if somehow this project was able to identify the people holding in exchanges and were able to get the tokens to them as well. Because if it's a million holders, I'm pretty sure the vast majority would be still holding in exchanges just so they could day trade it. But perhaps that was a faulty assumption. If it's true that this person was able to find not only the wallet holders, but the exchange holders then that, that begs the question of other projects that say, like Kishimoto, and this is part of my beef with them, that say you have to hold this in the private wallet, you can't hold it in exchange, you had to have bought it through an exchange and all these rules that came out of nowhere. Well, if that's true, then how come these guys were able to do it and you couldn't? So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by what it appears they've been able to do that contradicts what other tokens have been able to do or state that they've been able to do. And it makes me curious why it is that one token is able to come out of nowhere and do what he's done here. And the other one seemed to fail at the so-called basic cryptonomics of it all. Because if he's able to make this go as high as to a dollar and it's on track to do that pretty quickly. And I don't see a reason why it couldn't based on the inventory and based on the number of holders that's out there. Because just in the number of holders alone, if you got a million holders and you got 50 billion in supply, that doesn't mean very much that each person would have to purchase in order to get to that point, and yet I'm seeing purchases in the high millions of tokens. So that means this is gonna eat up quick. There's no reason that it shouldn't with that many holders. Even if they were only to get 80% of the people that are holding to just buy in a very small bag, you're still on strong track to hit that dollar. I don't know if it goes very much higher, but it certainly is on track to hit a dollar. And if it can pull that off, where, you know, again, SHIB just is gonna to struggle to do that because of the remaining inventory. And the Vitalik nonsense really hurt. It actually helped the project, but it hurt the long-term, I think, appeal of Shib in the eyes of the holders. But it was, it was, a, it was like a gift and a curse in a way because it helped the price movement go the right direction, but it harmed the reputation of the project because people were like, why are you doing that? Even though he had the best of intentions when he did it, but it's, the, like I said before, leaning on Elon and Vitalik and all this instead of succeeding on your own, where Shib might have succeeded on its own. But Shib always lacked any kind of strong burn mechanic until very late in its, in its lifestyle. So I don't know that it's fair, which I'm calling out for the, this Entis, I don't think it's fair to attack the Vidalic action. I think it was stupid, but not for the reasons that you're calling out. I think it was stupid only because we're relying again on a third party to gain success. Instead of, and I called this out on a previous episode, building your token correctly to begin with, pricing it appropriately getting the right people's eyes on the prize so that you don't have to lean on other people and you can lean on your own success and that's where i think ship went south was there was too much focus on others and not on itself they're changing now you know with shibarium and other things but like i mentioned the shibarium coverage i think that their approach is wrong again i think they picked the wrong token and it's going to keep people in limbo and remember i said shib's got some years before it's going to be a any strong price movement. Well, let's look at this as a contrast. If you got SHIB, and to be fair, SHIB's been around for a year. Doge took eight years to have any significant price movement. Antis is essentially banking off of knowing who the people were that already bought into SHIB, which means you already had a known holder pool. Any token could have done what Antus has done, but none of them have thought of doing it to this degree. We did have Zeta Reality that kind of did it, and there are other tokens that have done it, MetaDoge, uh, or yeah, Mega, Doge that I called out. There's one that came in, Mariah.fun. I don't know what that's all about. And a few others that have tried to do it, but never to the scale that Antis is doing it. That should be intriguing to anybody to see, is this the right answer, and maybe this is a model. Because you think about it, it's a known holder pool. Even if you're not aligned with SHIB, even if you love SHIB, if you spin up a new token and you are able to access those addresses and you just simply send them a coin, you're automatically jumping your holder count. You're automatically appealing to the investors. You're already increasing your market cap. You're already doing things to give you a jump start. to where now you just have to make sure that the supply is reasonable. And remember, I said the optimal target I think is no more than a hundred to 200 trillion. He started with a hundred billion, which is extremely constrained. And that's fine because it'll get him up faster. The reason I said $100, 200000000000000 is because you still have to have some other utility, I think, in order for long-term sustainable growth. This will be short-term growth, but we don't know how long it'll last because we don't know how many of these are existing ship holders that are buying more versus new traders that just happen to be aware of it and they're buying in because they saw the numbers. If they're new traders, we don't know what impact that'll have on the price movement at some point in the future where it starts to go down because we haven't informed the ship holders if they have an aggressive marketing strategy behind it then it's possible that you're able to track down all the different holders to say hey put some more into this because we know they're there because we gave them one but and i haven't seen very much of those sell out but we don't know how many buying more in and you got to buy more in in order to make it make sense because otherwise you're still left with just a million out of 50 billion Does that make sense? So one of the things he was banking on is, hey, these are diamond hands. They were holding shiv this long, so they're holding this. Sure. But you also need to have more buy-in. You need to have more volume. Because if you don't have volume, the price won't move. We see volume now. But you're going to need to sustain that for a pretty decent amount of time. I would estimate probably about March. If you have the same volume in March that you have today or greater, there's no reason this shouldn't be a dollar by then. And if it is, a lot of people are going to be very rich very quickly. And many of those people, I suspect, would then buy in more SHIB to try to help its price movement some more because they're loyal to SHIB. And would that affect the project here on the anti-side? It, depending on the anti-whale, it might it might not. Uh, it says lock liquidity for two years is what it's uh, talking about on the liquidity side. They're doing the... Now, I want to talk about the, the tax that's collected for buys and sells. And I didn't see significant impact on the taxes. It didn't seem like it was like outrageous, like some of these other tokens. But I want to talk about how the tax is being used. So this will be what they're planning to do with some of this money. They're going to be doing giveaways. And the giveaways are usually brokered by gleam.io, which is a service that a lot of these will turn to and they'll do you know, like plug in your Twitter, plug in this, plug in this, and you get a chance to win like 6,000 tokens or some nonsense. So they're doing that, but they also talked about in their utility that they're going to take the development money and they're going to set up mining rigs and they will engage the investor community and ask what coins do you want us to mine? Now, when I say mine, I'm not talking about, I'm assuming, I'm not talking about the unminable. Or these other ones where you're basically just being paid in a coin. We're talking coins that can be minted. So Doge can be minted infinitely. And by doing so and increasing that stock, because it does it on a regular basis. There's like a certain number of tokens that are released on a periodic basis. And when you mine those tokens, you're just adding value to somebody because you're just sitting on something that already has value. Because by the time you're starting to mint the tokens, it already has a certain price and a certain market cap. So if they choose to do something like this picture a world where you could have a mintable token where you now have tied it into the, the deployment tax or development tax for this project. And that money goes to enriching other tokens. Well, it's kind of similar to the way like EarnHub and safe moon and others try to work and ever rise, but different in the form of there's actual physical utility. Now I think the naysayers would criticize Well, the energy use is deep, deep, deep. And that's a valid concern, I think, is if you don't want to support that use, that means that the ANTIS team would have to set up a DAO in order to take those votes, and they're going to have to deal with the reality that the vast majority of people don't care about the energy consumption. They care about being enriched as an individual because we also understand that the energy consumption, though it is great, is still lower than it would take for, you know, I don't know if... Anybody who's not in the United States heard this, but you know our current administration has been talking about we need to be all electric everything, which is unrealistic, unsustainable. They're anti-oil, which makes no sense. They've cut off any tridependency, dependency, and then gas prices spiked. Well, to create these batteries, and create these solar panels, to create these fans and all this, that consumes a lot more energy to create these things than we would have with the regular gas vehicles. So what they're trying to do is... It's all political. We know that. Anybody who's paying attention knows that. And so attacking the whole cryptocurrency and mining and electricity and all that, they're they're just feeding into what the politics have told them is bad versus good. The truth is we're consuming energy in many other ways. It's just you like those and you don't like this because you didn't get rich. That's the truth of it. So if they set up a DAO, take the votes, let the users dictate what we should and shouldn't do. I think that's a good Approach if they go that route, but it's a very intriguing thing that I'm, I'm curious. None have ever thought of is to say, hey, why don't we use this, set up mining rigs and enrich other tokens by way of mining for coins that can be minted, and try to help them get to a point a level of greater success based on the success of this one. And if we can hit our dollar target, pretty much everybody gets at minimum a dollar. If you never bought any more into it, well, that's more than you would have gotten off a of one coin off ship today. We know that too (laughs) but also if you buy more into it you can pretty much pick what your price would be if it's able to get to a dollar you can pretty much pick what you want the amount of return to be by how many tokens you buy and it seems to be strong price movement but i was i was very much entertained by the the statements about shib and attacking shib i'm i'm cheering these guys on i did buy into it and i will share this out because i'm certainly cheering them on and i thought it was a very interesting use case, one that has not been seen, I've not seen. And again, there is a white paper, good enough, that's good enough, it's not great, it's good enough. They have what's called a paw paper, and then of course the audit, which is desert finance, so they've done their due diligence, and this one's starting to get some ears perking up, and their icon certainly indicates that, so I think it's worth paying attention to this one. Check it out. Remember, it's on the Binance chain, which means poocoin coin and Dex tools will be the way that you watch out for this kind of guy, and if they get on some exchanges, that's it's it's huge, it's massive, huge. So Antis um currently on a super spike and a super run, it is it's going absolutely ballistic on here, and it's entertaining to see the chatter of a new war of a new a new challenger has appeared in terms of you know Street Fighter. That's what this is, and it's entertaining. I always love. When we see competition like this, because it elevates everybody at the end of the day. Now, let's go back to another super jumper, quote unquote, and that's Para Inu. Para Inu, if you go back to my coverage of it, was extremely high and was absolutely nuts, you know, going crazy. That has settled down. It is now doing its consolidation. And so I don't think. I don't think it's failing. I think what's happening is that you've got some extreme consolidation going on and it was necessary. You do need to get some consolidation at points, but you kind of hope that there's going to be a little bit more movement in a positive direction. But I also want to call out that I think this is my theory. And if they're listening, by all means I'm willing to point you to my findings, but I also think that they are being subject to, possible influence from. So what happens is you can spin up a token that has a call sign, right? And it has a certain name. Anybody can spin up another token of the exact same call sign, exact same name. And the only differentiator for you is the logo. When you're looking for this guy, that's why it's important to get the logo on all platforms. Cause you can't tell which is where and what. And so there's a couple of variations on this that have the same name, same call sign name. And it may be hard for people to find the right one, But in terms of the general, when you do get the right one in terms of the general price movement, I still think it's solid. I still think it's just as legitimate as it had been before. And the team has been very communicative. They've done video chats where they talk to the people and just told them, hey, here's what's coming. Here's what we're planning. We're going to ignore the FUD. We're going to keep on muscling forward. And based on who's buying and the level of buys, I think it still has the confidence of the investors. There haven't been too many whales selling out. There have been some whales but not significant amounts of whales recently. It's just been some people taking like short-term profits. It looks like, like you might have say 10 ETH worth of a thing and you take two ETH in terms of profit, which is smart. It's smart that you do that. But generally speaking, I'm seeing very high amounts of buys into the token even now, so I think it has the confidence of the investors in the short and the long term, I think now it's a matter of beyond the consolidation. It's a matter of exposure and just getting the word out and getting more people on deck to know what it is and how it works and what's going to happen in the future and the things that they're talking about with like the veterans, they just need to communicate that a little bit more, which they've they've been doing. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying in terms of the laundry list I see in order to maintain the momentum because it's still strong momentum, remember it just launched. So if you're seeing, if you've been watching it and you see red all of a sudden, remember that's always going to happen. that's normal. it's natural you should treat it as a discount and it's priced so low that even if you did treat it as a discount and buy in now versus later, it's not going to make too much of a dent uh, in anybody's wallet. I will say that some of the initial excitement volume has kind of slowed down a little bit. It's got 3000 holders you know, it was going nuts when I covered it just, it was like bullets flying in terms of the amount of price movement that I was seeing. That's settled down now. It's kind of in a better groove and in a better place. And so now I think is the right time for them, if anyone listening, I think now's the right time to get the message out about what you want to do with the project big picture. And I'm not talking Telegram. I'm talking all platforms. Go to Reddit, go to Twitter, go to Facebook, go everywhere and just talk about the project. Talk about what you're doing, not even the dollars and the cents of it. I'm talking about from the the veterans and assisting the veterans. Tell your story. Tell the story of what got you here. Tell the story of what motivates you. Tell the story of why you chose to do this and why you chose to do it now. And what do you see in 2022 that's going to push the token to that next level? That's what I want to see now that things have kind of calmed down a little bit and we got some real strong numbers to kind of back it up to see there's strong growth potential here. So that's what I got for you today. Um, I'm bullish on everybody I talked to today and talked about. Uh, I'm loving it. I'm thinking it's a great movement. Keep an eye on stuff. Make sure you do your own research. I will check in with you guys tomorrow and have a great day today.